Have you ever felt like you're living your life in a fog? Do you have difficulty concentrating, remembering details, and keeping track of things? Are you experiencing body aches, getting sick more often, or finding yourself clumsy more than usual? Today, Jeff and I are going to discuss how grief can affect your brain and your body and what you can do to help yourself think and feel more clearly. Hello, we are Jeff and Tony Braybeck, the founders of Our Little Sparrows Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support. And if you're listening to us for the first time, you can check us out on OurLittleSparrows.org. The first thing, what might be happening to your brain and your body when grieving? Right. Well, first of all, we should say that we are not experts. <laughs> We're not really? physicians. You do say. Um, We're just sharing from our own personal experience and what others have shared with us. Right. Um, so if you're wanting to get an expert opinion, then we... Um, recommend speaking with your physician mm -hmm. or a licensed therapist. Um, so essentially what could be happening is that when you are experiencing grief, especially if you're in the, the very fresh stages of grief, um, your brain is essentially on a sensory overload. Mm -hmm. It's getting a lot of different signals um, because of the stress that you feel from grief. Um, your, your body's sending signals, your brain sending and giving signals um, and receiving signals and so it's on an overload so it's essentially going to a protective mode mm -hmm. um, so it's going to filter out things that it thinks that is unnecessary um, for it to function on a day-to-day -day basis um, so when you are under stress your body can also um, it can cause inflammation mm -hmm. as well as other things perhaps um, but I know that with inflammation sometimes it can affect how your body feels with any aching and pains um, and also lowers your immune system so there's a, essentially that's kind of what is going on your brain is on overload mm -hmm. and is trying to protect itself yeah I think um, the way I've always felt like things were when we first di got diagnosed um, with Olivia was just a sense of, a sense of numbness mm -hmm. you know just not really knowing what to think or what to even feel mm -hmm. just kind of almost nothing right yeah and it can come in different ways too so and it's not just for the woman or the mom that's carrying the baby it can also affect the father or people anyone who's experiencing grief mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that leads to the second point so uh, the question I would have is what are some symptoms uh, that can be caused by grief uh, having to do with the brain and the body mm -hmm. well first we can talk about the brain so cognitively speaking um, if you are um, have a hard time thinking clearly um, your res response is or your response to things is kind of muddled you're not able to track conversations or track stay on task with um, tasks um, forgetfulness mm -hmm. limited attention span um, a lack of concentration is just a few things that you can experience I experienced this a lot when I returned back to work I had a really difficult time and um, some people may call it um, grief brain or right. um, grief fog is a couple ways that people have described it and um, another couple of things that you might experience is that um, there you might be more prone to accidents or maybe just a little more clumsy than you're than you normally are um, or maybe you weren't clumsy at all and suddenly you are right. um, there can be depression and anxiety 
um, and your mental capacity to process information can be slower or lower than usual. So that is a few suggestions or samples of possibly what you could experience. Mm -hmm. um, you don't necessarily experience them all together. It could just be one or two of right. those. Um, physically speaking, in your body, um, you could have um, aches and pains like headaches or stomach pains, um, back pain. Um, this could be recurring or can be chronic. Um, a lower immune system. So if you feel that you're getting sick more often, um, that could be also from stress, which can create that inflammation. Mm -hmm. uh, panic attacks, shortness of breath, which is usually attributed to anxiety. And um, also things like maybe a loss of appetite or lack of sleep, mm -hmm. um, insomnia are some things that you can experience as well. Yeah. I know um, for myself, it wasn't necessarily immediate. Mm -hmm. I think it was just accumulative. In fact, we've had, you know, several different losses mm -hmm. um, over the last, um, let's see, Olivia will be eight. No, nine, yeah. eight. <laughs> Sorry, 2013. Yeah. So, so it'll be nine. Right. Nine it'll be, she'll be nine this October. Well, that's quite mm -hmm. a ways away, about seven months. But anyhow, um, in October, she'll be, uh, she'll be nine. And, um, We've had a lot of losses, your mom, my dad, two additional miscarriages um, in subsequent pregnancies that we had. Um, so for me, it was like, it built up over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely stress ate mm -hmm. um, uh, throughout the day and then would eat late at night. And then I just really noticed my back, you know, mm -hmm. in inflammation and just the muscles um, just terrible pain that I would right. get in and it would get worse with stress depending mm -hmm. on what I was going through. Yeah. Um, and I had a few job changes too, mm -hmm. um, over, over the last nine years. Right. So it's just, yeah, I totally agree. Um, whatever stressful situation you're going through mm -hmm. can definitely adversely affect, um, your brain processing and definitely your body reacts also to what your brain is processing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's crazy how they're all connected. I mean, it's, it's kind of a duh moment, but at the same time, I never had this issue, mm -hmm. right? right. Um, and so, it, and it hasn't only, it's only been recently, like the last six months, I've been starting to deal with um, my eating habits. Mm -hmm. And I especially noticed the difference when I would intermittent fast, um, realizing that uh, the inflammation goes down, the pain goes away. Mm -hmm. um, it would come right back, obviously, because my, my body's still reacting to right. what I'm eating. But um, you carry the habit long enough um, and things get better for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. Definitely notice a lot more stamina, being able to stand for longer and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's amazing um, how how much the body reacts to mm -hmm. what you're going through, you know, the stress and the, and the trauma of things. Right. I'm sure I'm not the only dad mm -hmm. uh, that's experienced that too. Yeah. So. Sure. All right. So we've talked about you know what can what can happen you know going through a traumatic experience uh, to your body to your brain, um, but I'm sure those who are listening are like, okay, great. I know what's wrong, but what do I do? Mm -hmm. Right. So you've jotted a few things down, some some good practical things. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they, maybe you know those who are listening have heard them before, or maybe they haven't. So mm -hmm. let's go over those. Yeah, absolutely. I think the number one thing that we always try to hit home on is that you are not alone. Um, grief and the experiences that you 
are living through because of grief is is a normal response to loss. Um, grief is a normal response to loss. And mm-hmm. so um, although our experiences are different from each other, um, it, it just means that you are human um, in that your um, body is reacting in a human way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so just know that you are not alone. Um, and usually if if you get to know people around you, there might be someone within your circle of friends or your network of right. professionals that might be You're going usually through not similar. alone in this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say that'd be the number one thing. The second thing would just be to rule out other causes, would just to be have see your medical physician mm-hmm. and or um, either continue or start seeing um, um, a licensed therapist. I mean, with all of the, um, you know, underlying anxieties and things like that and just dealing with grief um, alone, um, there can be a lot of help that can come from seeing a medical professional or a licensed therapist. So um, those are two things for sure. And, you know, it just helps to rule things out. And if it's something that can be treated, um, that would be something to talk about with your with your doctor. Um, something that is simple and something that we all can do is just to um, remind ourselves to take a moment and pause mm. and take a deep breath, um, getting that oxygen into our body. Um, we actually did a video a year ago, right. a little over a year ago at the new year last year, um, where we talked about self-care, getting back to the basics. And these are very mm. simple steps that you can do mm-hmm. um, on your own. And just starting from there and then just working your way up and then you once you start feel a little bit better like that's manageable then you can add another small step on top right. of that if that's something you want to do so um we encourage you to go look at that video we can put the link below somewhere yeah no <laughs> yeah. um if you're if you're listening on the podcast we'll definitely put the link um in the in the notes below and the com or yeah in the notes below uh, with the description of the episode. But if you're on YouTube, it'll mm-hmm. be in a card uh, linked at the top of the screen on the top right. Yeah. So we definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, yeah, simple but easy to manage um, things that you can start doing in your day-to-day life right. is really is really key. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, something that we, we addressed several times um, last year, and I, and I, honestly, I think it's going to be something that we just continue to address in, in our society. We just don't have a really good foundation when it comes to defining grief and mm-hmm. how to deal with one's grief. Mm-hmm. No matter what they're going through, there's so many different ways grief enters our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So for those who are listening to the podcast, and they may be you know, fresh in the moment, or they could be months or even years later, and they still don't understand uh, the grief that they're going through, or even how to define what grief is. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think that 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 person, that one person, if there's one person we're reaching today, what do you think that one person should know or probably needs to know mm-hmm. about grief? Well, I think though important thing to know is that grief is a normal and natural response to loss. So any type of loss, it could be the death of a loved one, it could Mm -hmm. be a job loss, a loss of a relationship, um, loss of safety, all of that um, can contribute to feelings of grief. And so whatever you're experiencing, um, 
the feelings that you have is a normal response. And yeah. in that you should hopefully feel that you do not feel alone or isolated in any yeah. way. Totally Another agree. thing to keep in mind is that the feelings of grief can be caused by the end of or a change in a familiar pattern of behavior. And so when it comes to baby loss, you know, the expected pattern is, is that when you find or get married, you mm -hmm. um, get pregnant, start to have a family, and then nine months later, you have a baby to raise. And so that is the expected pattern. But then that pattern changed. Right. Something happened. And so unfortunately for many of us, we experience pregnancy or baby loss. And so... When that happens, we experience a tremendous or a wide amount of grief. And so um, that is a normal response. And mm. so um, just to let people know, grief is normal and we need to start normalizing grief. Um, we don't allow space for grief in the workplace or even in just day-to-day -day conversations. So yeah. we need to allow more space for, for talking and expressing grief. Um, Something else um, that we um, need to be aware of is that grief has does not have a timeline. Um, there is no specific end to your grief necessarily. There is um, no um, certain stage process that you have to go through. It's not linear. Right. Um, if you are fresh in grief or if you've been living, you've had someone that has passed away and you've are experiencing grief yourself, you know that there is no specific order mm -mm. to grief. It's kind of all over the place. It's chaotic, it's messy, and it, it, it reveals a lot of vulnerabilities in yourself. And so um, it doesn't just kind of disappear or go away. Um, it manifests itself in different ways of different areas of your life. And, and as we've said, it manif can manifest itself physically in your own body. Right. Um, so, 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 so I'm sorry to interrupt, but for, for someone who, who may know about the stages of grief and mm -hmm. that's kind of, uh, fluid, um, mm -hmm. another way to say it and not so kindly is it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's six stages, there's eight stages, yeah. there's 10 stages, there's 12 stages. Like it, it seems to evolve, but mm -hmm. I mean, the point is, is that the stages are valid, mm -hmm. right? But not necessarily, is there an order to them? Right. And not necessarily are you only in one bucket or one mm -hmm. stage, you know, at, at any given, at, yeah. at, at, you know, yeah, exactly, at a time. Right. Yeah, you're right. I think that the what people kind of take from the five stages of grief is that there is stage one, stage two, three, mm -hmm. four, five. And that, I don't believe that was the original intent right. of the author. And Kubler so Kubler-Ross. Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Kubler-Ross. Right. And so that was written in a particular context in, in the context of someone who's informed that they are dying, dying. is right. not necessarily made to be applicable to all types of loss and so yeah, it's not a formula right yeah and so it was taken out of context and there you know just kind of rolled into something bigger over time and so there's been many revisions or just people kind of made their own version of it and really grief it's it's chaotic it's messy you're mm -hmm. you feel multiple emotions or things at the same time right conflicting things and so it's not in it's not in order there's not it's not a neat process mm -hmm. and so um i think that is something that we need to kind of allow our our minds and our hearts to accept um that 
you know, grief is, it's not that it's, we're going to be stuck in our grief our mm-hmm. entire lives. Um, but our, the losses that we experience impact us and it will mm-hmm. reveal itself in different phases of our lives right. in different ways. And so it, it kind of grows with us as we move on into different phases of our own life. Yeah. Um, so in a sense, it won't go, I don't want to say it won't go away, but right. Um, it kind of <clears throat> takes on a different appearance or, you know. Well, I mean, it it's a part of you. Mm-hmm. You know, your life experience of losing that child mm-hmm. is your life experience. Right. You know, it's just it's just like it's just like falling and and scraping your knee and having a scar. Mm-hmm. That scar probably will never go away. Right. Right. And just because your pain, the scar on the inside, isn't something that you can see on the outside of the body, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not there. Right. Yeah. Right? And so just as much as we're not, I mean, we are infallible human beings. No, that's horrible. why, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're not infallible uh, human beings, and that's why there is grief, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's freeing to know that there isn't a perfect Mm-hmm. You know, stage one, stage two, stage three. Yeah. Like you get the freedom to explore your grief for yourself. Yeah. Transition, you know, in in your way mm-hmm. through your grief process, whatever that is. No one can tell you what your grief process should be or shouldn't be. Um, obviously, there is unhealthy mm-hmm. things and it'd be, it's good to have a support person for that. But, yeah, I think it's very freeing to know that. Grief is a fluid thing. It's not a. It's not a perfect process. Right. There is no perfect stage one, stage two. You've graduated. Now yeah, you've. Now you're done. Now you're done. Yeah. Um, and I think as much as we can feel trapped in that, mm-hmm. I think we can also feel very free. Absolutely. Knowing that. Yeah, and I don't think people need to be afraid of grief. Um, and I, I, you know, if you are feeling stuck, like you know, there is hope. You, you're not going to be in that feeling of stuck forever for the rest of your life you can find healing and you can find hope again um it can start by taking small action steps and um you know it goes back to back to the basics Mm -hmm. um you know ask yourself what can i do that is manageable what can i do that is um easy for me to do um one day at a time one day at a time and very small you know it's okay to start small you know, we don't have to make these major big changes in our lives. Sometimes we don't even have the energy to do big things. Right. So just sometimes like our brain is foggy, stuff. so we can only do so much, at, you know, at right. a time. So starting So naturally, small, you're probably going to only be able to do small things anyhow. Right. And then build on that. You know, once yeah. you start feel like you got that and you feel like you can do a little more, then you can build on that. Yeah. Um, so just a few examples. If, and, and these are really small things. Um, but they can make a big difference. And so just setting a reminder on your phone or your, your watch to stop and take a deep breath. Um, yeah, if you haven't activated the smartwatch breathing, uh, app, (laughs) you should (laughs) turn it back on, turn it back on. It does help. I mean, I, I threw me off when I first got my phone, it would bleep on and and I actually tried it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave this on. Yeah. Yeah, and that can, you know, once every hour, once every two mm-hmm. hours, something that is easy for you to yeah. do. Um, we don't want it to be more overwhelming. 
Um, for me, drinking water and being hydrated is very much a challenge. It always has been. And so to add a glass of water to my day is something that I can do. Um, I can just choose to do it at breakfast or lunch, whenever is easiest for me to remember and um, just make it a point to have a glass of water mm-hmm. or add a glass of water and then gradually build on that. Um, going for a five or 10 minute walk, um, talking to a friend or a trusted family member. Um, we need to have times where we can have that trusted space where right. we can just be and um, either be silent yeah. or you know have a time to just kind of let everything out verbally or whatever yeah. um, that is and so um, definitely you know, shouldn't have to grieve alone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and all those little things can help. Now, I don't want people to feel like stressed or feel guilty because they missed a day or they missed a few sure. days of doing whatever they chose to do. Um, you know, it's this is just something that is just to help just to help you. And mm-hmm. we don't want it to be overwhelming and cause more feelings of of grief of anything right so, guilt grief yeah yeah and so anything yeah yeah Negative. it's just something simple and small that you can do mm-hmm. and when you're able you feel like you can build on that then decide what your next thing is right i mean not all of us are good at routine mm-hmm. but there is something about uh, there is something cathartic there's something healing about about creating a new routine mm-hmm. and Almost distracting, but I don't want I don't want anyone listening to think that um, we're talking about not dealing with your grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it can be a little a little time out, a little you know mm-hmm. me time to where I don't have to be deep in this grief at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like we're giving ourselves not a just break. a physical break, <laughs> but like a mental break as right. well. And so yeah. um, that's sometimes where you just need to start there. Um, so again, um, you know, just a reminder, you can go back to watching our video, um, our series on self care and, um, the back to the basics one would be a good place to start. Um, you know, um, another thing that you could consider doing and doesn't necessarily have to be right away, but, um, hope open to helping someone else, you know, doing, an, an act of kindness for someone. It can be, you know, any form. It doesn't necessarily have to be related to baby loss. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps there's someone that you'll come across, a friend or coworker that is, you find out has um, experienced something similar. And um, by sharing your stories, you can help and support one another. And right. so um, just being open to even just sharing your story a little bit. So, and that comes with time too. You may not be ready to talk about it. And that's okay. Um, but when you are, know that your story can help someone else. Right. And the next thing um, would be to start gathering your network of support. And so that can come in a variety of different ways. Um, we are actually will are going to talk about that in our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will discuss how finding the right support network can create a pathway for your body and mind to find healing for your heart. So... We hope you come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate everyone's, uh, all our listeners support. Um, this is our first episode of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely came out later than we had anticipated, but you know, things happen when mm-hmm. you got uh, a lot, a lot going on in life. Yeah. But, uh, we're happy, uh, to be here and, uh, and we're glad you're back in 2022. Well, we hope you found this episode helpful, and we want you to know that you are not alone. You are loved. Your baby will always be cherished, and we are here to support you in any way we can. Yeah.
Well, we appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Please give this podcast episode a thumbs up. Uh, and if you want to leave a comment, that'd be great. Um, in addition to any comments you want to make, if you want to let us know what you would like to hear us talk about in future podcasts, that would be awesome as well. And as always, you are loved. <laughs>